0: welcome to the fuck saving face podcast i'm your host judy Tsui, and together we'll explore mental and emotional health for asian americans especially breaking through any taboo topics life may not always be pretty but it is indeed beautiful let's make your story beautiful today Welcome to this week's episodes for the Fuck Saving Face podcast. I'm really excited because this week we get to talk about topics that I care about deeply. Surfing, motherhood, raising biracial children, and how to walk away from a very traditional arc of career. So this Wednesday, I'm interviewing Margaret Kalbani. She's one of my good friends, and we got to do this interview in person in Encinitas, California. And she's hilarious, so you're going to have a really great time hearing that interview and hearing her story. I didn't actually know until we did our interview that she is a former professional surfer. So I knew she shredded, but I didn't know that. And then on Friday, we're going to do a mindfulness practice that's all about learning how to ride the waves of your life and really pursuing the things that are true to your heart. I've also gotten a little bit of feedback that some people prefer the colloquial kind of conversational interview style of when I speak versus the more written-out, read personal essays on Mondays. So I would love to know your thoughts. We are still early on in this podcast, and I want to know what's going to serve you best. So if you could please email me at hello at fucksavingface.com, that's F-C-K, and share your thoughts, or you can find me on Instagram and send a message there, fucksavingface, F-C-K. I would love to know what it is that you think. So for this week because the theme is going to be surfing. I'm going to be sharing a bit about my journey into surfing and all the lessons that I've learned along the way through that. So a lot of people don't know this, but I was actually proposed to and engaged, I guess you could say, when I was in my mid-20s. And the reason that I don't ever think about it is because it was a totally forgettable proposal. And I don't even know if it was valid or legit. Like, The boyfriend at the time did give me this thin pink gold band, but I don't even think it really counted. So I'm going to read a little bit about my journey into surfing and how it was such a good demonstration of all these beliefs that I had, all of these ways that I was trained to behave, like not making a mistake, not being able to do that in public. I was supposed to, I thought, know exactly what to do right from the get-go and not ask any questions because that's what I learned growing up as a traditional Chinese kid. And surfing, if you've ever done it before, is continually changing. There's not one wave that's the same as another one. And you're unlikely going to be able to surf by yourself somewhere since it's such a popular sport now. So if you are going to get out there, You're going to have to get ready to fall off of some faces of waves, and learning how to surf is unlike any other sport. You'll also likely have to learn how to surf around other people. So if you were like me and you struggled with being able to have other people around you witness your utter and total failures, quote unquote, then you'll want to listen to this story. I'm not going to take you out there to surf, Wing, my Chinese-American boyfriend, said to me. I met Wing at a run club in Santa Monica. Every week, we'd head to the Nike store off the 3rd Street Promenade, gathering with a few other runners to do a five-mile loop around the neighborhoods. And suddenly, he showed up and started pacing himself with me. My friends, Richard and Anne, thought he was cool enough, so when he asked me out on a date, Tibetan beads strung around his wrist and a wave tattoo on his upper bicep, I thought, sure. He picked me up in the alley behind my apartment in his Audi station wagon. He opened my door. By the time he got around to his side, he noticed that I opened his door from the inside. Wow, he'd later say to himself, that's an awesome chick. It reminded him of a scene from a movie he loved, one I can't now remember. So like I mentioned, not many people know this, but he actually proposed to me on a road trip up to Northern California. But he did it when we were in the middle of a fight, and he pulled off the freeway to a side ramp. He had this thin pink gold ring and I said, yes, I don't share this story a lot because I hardly remember it. It was a proposal worth forgetting, but it was through wing that I began to rock climb more and I met all of his male friends. I loved them. I wanted to hang out with them all. And in fact, I would have preferred to hang out with them, maybe even date a few other than the man that I was with. One of his friends, a sweet Filipino nurse and who's now become a free diver was a great surfer and climber. His temperament was calm. He was generous and laughed readily. Emil will teach you how to surf, he said. So Emil and I paddled out of the waters in El Segundo, and at one point, my bathing suit top even fell off. I actually moved to San Diego because of Wing's other friend, David. David founded a startup recovery website similar to MySpace for people in recovery from addiction, and he needed a content marketer. I loved San Diego. I hated Los Angeles. I was ready to move. Yet even before Wing and I arrived in this gorgeous coastal town of Del Mar, I knew my relationship with Wing was over. I knew it when I took off that pink gold ring, set it on the chair beside my bed in the studio apartment in Santa Monica that he now shared with me, the one where he once picked me up in the alley behind it, and the ring flew off the arm of the chair with seemingly no forces around. I had fallen asleep. I had woken up from a nap, deeply sad, knowing that my relationship wasn't moving in the direction I wanted it to. I prayed to my grandmother, asking her for guidance, and somehow, some way, the ring fell off the chair. Still, it took me another year before I would leave the relationship. And by then, it would be because I saw on his phone one night that he and his former female roommate were texting about a trip to Vegas that he couldn't go to because of me. Sad face. We would break up on Christmas Eve. Me driving to LA to see my family with my new puppy in tow. He would call me, ask me to turn around, and I would pull off the five freeway. I would sit there on the phone with a friend, knowing with every fiber of my being that I literally could not physically turn around. I had had enough. So I didn't. I kept driving. He yelled at me on the phone for abandoning him. His wealthy friend in Dubai bought him a plane ticket to come out to see him that weekend. I would return to our shared apartment with these badly painted powder blue walls to find that he had moved all of his things out. He would put them in the same terrible color that he chose to repaint the VW bus we both bought for his dreams to come true. He left our photos in a pile in the middle of the bed we shared, and I moved on with my life. There's a moment when we drove that VW bus to San Onofre, where we parked it so you could leave the hatch open, as a group of these same climber friends sat on a picnic bench to watch Wing try to teach me how to surf on his black and yellow longboard. They would watch me fall again and again and again. Ooh, they would say. I was mortified. I hated learning how to do anything in front of anyone. I needed to be perfect right out the gate. This is what my Chinese-American upbringing taught me. Don't make mistakes. Don't ask for help. Don't show anyone you don't already know the answer. To this day, I have surfed in Bali, Hawaii, Mexico, Costa Rica, San Diego, Los Angeles, Taiwan, and the Philippines. And I will tell you that I have taken off on waves the size of houses. That I have caught rides where someone on the shore would even compliment my style, but I still feel like I am a terrible surfer. I still feel embarrassed at the idea that someone on a cliff on the side of the road, on the beach, could see me to try to take off on a wave, only to purl over the front of my board or slip off the side. I marvel at people who make this, who make climbing, who make anything look graceful, because even though I am 42, I'm only now just learning how to embrace making mistakes as part of learning. That I don't have to be perfect at everything. That I can let myself slip and fall and still enjoy the experience, because slipping and falling happens to everyone every single other person started somewhere. Sometimes my beginning points still come in the middles, like learning how to not be in relationships anymore where I'm not respected. So for this week, I hope that you have an incredible time listening to my interview with Margaret And that you walk away learning that it's okay to pursue things that you wanted. It's okay to go against the grain. It's okay to fall a lot as you're learning how to figure out your way. See you on Wednesday.